good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of the Baptist Place with me, Robert. Man, like Mo out here. Right. Um, no, Peter. Peter's a Peter's. pagan. That's right. See? In unison. Stereo. Um, Get in both ears. Surround sound and that. That's right. Don't they hit the left. It's from the right. Don't be digital. Man's being a pagan in full HD. That's right. 4K things. 8K hey, next year. Come on. Crazy. Come on. Deciding to take care of his kids as opposed to recording podcasts. Who does that? Someone, someone who doesn't have autonomy and has to do what their wife tells them to do. He was like, I'm gonna go podcast, and she, she was like, You podcast what I nope. say, you could podcast. <laughs> I should have laughed you too tough, you know. <laughs> you should have, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That is uh, a madness. Bro. Crazy. That is a madness. Ah, uh, what's good? What were we saying? Um, sorry, not sorry, yeah. Sorry, not sorry. One for one things. Yes, sir. Yeah. So, 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 no Peter this week. So, me and Moses will be catching up, have some good conversations. It is quite late, so we're both a bit tired. So, it might get a bit reckless real quick. Hey. We'll see what happens. Loose lips. Um, <laughs> okay 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 so my question for you moses is around jesus's interaction with the canaanite woman Mm. where the woman came to jesus because she needed her daughter to be healed and then jesus was like wow we don't give scrap to the dogs so with that interaction does that show that jesus was racist you know what? It's it's that's that's a good question. I think I've, I've saw I saw it somewhere else, so I'm not sure if this question is original from you or if you, if you lifted it from somewhere. But you know, it it was something I was thinking in preparation for the the, the panel that we did. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, like like think like just thinking about like race relations and like when race was talked about in the Bible. That's one of the mm. stories that I, that came to mind. So I was trying to work out. My position on it, yeah. <laughs> Just in case it came up. <laughs> yeah, I think, um, I think that in terms of that, um, when Jesus was speaking to the woman, it wasn't so much so race as opposed to culture, because um, being a Samaritan was very much like they were in they were in the same land, but it was like you're from a different part of the land and you're from a different group of people whose culture was different. Um, and there's a particular reason why the Jews and the Gentiles didn't like, the Jews and the Samaritans didn't like each other. I think in my readings, I think there was something to do with the Samaritans having desecrated the Jewish temple. They had like scattered dead bones and ashes and stuff there and had desecrated the temple. I may be misquoting. And so the Jews were like, yo, like you violated the temple. And because of that, there was this animosity. And obviously there was an animosity there already why the Samaritans did that in the first place. And so there's been this animosity between them two. There's been this hatred between them, um, which led to this recognition of them and us. Um, And so I don't necessarily think it was a racial thing as opposed to a cultural thing. Um, And recognising that even God has said to them that the cultures of the other people whose land you're going into is one that I'm not happy about. 
is not is one that I'm not happy with, and so make sure that you don't <coughs> mix with them. But we know that um, Samaritans were like half Jews and half Gentiles, so they weren't like purely Jews, and that's due to the Babylonian exile and then things there. That's when like the Samaritan lineage was kind of diluted and polluted, um, as opposed to like the clear Jewish thing. This is some like history, but um, <clears throat> yeah, I think. I don't think it's a race. It's a racist thing, um, but I do. I do see within that Jesus recognizing the cultural differences, and in recognizing the cultural differences, still recognizing um, something of what God was saying in terms of don't mix with other cultures within the Jewish community. And so, even when Jesus sent out the disciples, he was saying to them like, "Don't don't go to the Gentiles. Just go to the Jews." Um, and so again, you can almost argue that was that being racist. I don't particularly think it was. Um, so yeah, I don't think he was being racist when he did that. Um, I think he was recognizing the differences within culture, not necessarily within skin color, and recognizing something of God's commandment of not mixing with the Jewish nation, not mixing with other nations, and keeping themselves pure and stuff. Um, but even in saying that when the woman still responded in faith, he acknowledged and um, honoured that faith. And so in that, I still see Jesus um, Jesus affirming faith over cultural differences. So mm. if, you're still, if your faith is still in him, it supersedes anything before that. It supersedes any racial differences, any cultural differences, because it's just like you've placed your faith in him and you've recognised that he is able to to bring about change. Um, yeah, so that's that's what I'll say. I don't think it was a racial thing. I think it was recognising the cultural differences, but Jesus still also honoured her faith, even in that, and that points to faith superseding race and cultural differences and stuff. Yeah. And I think... Yeah, I'm happy with that, and I think that something in that story is that, like, if Jesus was racist, he wouldn't have healed, 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 healed her daughter. Yeah, facts. And facts. also, like, and and then you see in like some of the parables that Jesus told, like with like the Good Samaritan, yeah. it it wasn't the Jews that he was like hailing as like the the saviors of the story, mm-hmm. which yeah, is what, yeah. which is what he would have done if he was like a Jewish supremacist. Mm. Yeah. But rather, it was the one that his culture and race would have hated that he chose to be 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 the protagonist for that story. Mm. Um, which is interesting, yes. Mm, cultural, countercultural, ahead of his time. But this time he's outside of time, so is mm. he really? Come on. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm happy with that. Sweet. I think I will. Um, hmm. So I had banked on all three of us being here. So the question that I had was like a group discussion question. But if he's okay, not here, it. it's just for. Save it. Yeah, I'm going to save it. But it's it's just for, put me in a mix where it's like, all right, what do I what what do I throw at you? Um, so. Um, Hmm. I don't know. I don't have a question for sorry not sorry this week. 
Amen. No, 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 no. I need to get one. I need to get one. <laughs> Left you speechless, fam. Oh, mate. This is jarring. This is jarring. Okay. Don't hang yourself so, so if if um there are some people that believe that um prophets no longer exist. Like in Hebrews it says that before God spoke to us through prophets but now he has given us his perfect word in his son. And so they use that, they use that, um, that scripture to denounce prophecy, just outright denounce prophecy. Just like, you can't tell me that God said to you this or that for me. Nah, I just need to read the Bible and that's that. So they're denouncing the, the like the prophetic word of God still actively um at work now as it was back when the bible was written and stuff <clears throat> how would you encourage <clears throat> on, this cough how would you encourage a new or even a a christian who is struggling to navigate um, how they interact with the prophetic when it comes to faith oh. as to whether to affirm it as being of God or to reject it as being not of God or like, or how, like just in general, how would you affirm them in navigating that, that space? Um, I think that the role, I feel like the role of, the role of prophet has slightly changed mm. from what it was in the old testament like for a lot of things like a prophet went to tell people to like repent of their ways otherwise there was imminent um retribution coming for them mm. these days um in our card in like in our day when people talk about prophets it's more of giving words from god or like almost like telling the future or like telling the things to come. Mm. So I think there's been, I think there's been a slight shift in, in um, what it means to be a prophet. Mm. Um, so I take it that you're still affirming that prophets or prophecy still does exist now. Yeah. Prophet, I, yeah, 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 yeah. I do believe that prophecy still does exist. Um, um, and I say that because um, I don't think God said anywhere in the Bible that this this gift is now dead. Mm. And um, yeah, and yeah, I'm and I'm I'm just based on that on, on that God said that, that there will be no more prophecies. Mm. Um, and so if He hasn't said that, I believe that. Um, it still moves today in the same way that speaking of tongues, healings, and those quote-unquote supernatural um, giftings are still in, in operation mm. today. Um, when it comes to the, pro- um, the prophecies that people give today, I would say don't bank your whole hopes and dreams on it. Go in and make sure it's in line with what is said in the Bible. 
Mm. Um, and yeah, and just go do a bit of research on onto the kind of church you're going to. If it's mm. prophecies, if, if it's prophecies of like abundance every single day, you might want to. <laughs> you might. <laughs> you might want to second. You might want to um, backtrack on that one. Yeah. Um, but I was I was actually watching a live stream the other day, and like there was this pastor giving um, prophetic words to people, and you know there was like you know you're going to be put in positions of power here, there, everywhere. There was a few mm. of those, but then there was one he was going in on this girl, bro. He was talking about how like God had told her to do X, Y, Z, but because of her her like disobedience. There were people that she should have saved or brought to the kingdom that she didn't as a result. I was speaking wrong. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> it's a bit deep. <laughs> and, this was like a, and this was on like a Zoom call with like hundreds of people on it. <laughs> yes. And they had her face <laughs> on the oh. table. <laughs> um, but yeah, and like, but like I felt like that kind of prophecy or, 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 like, or like professing was more in line with like the Old Testament sort of prophecy where mm-hmm. it was like turn from your old ways mm. um, so yeah do you feel there's still room like, for that? yeah definitely okay. definitely um, yeah but I would just say be careful if every prophecy you hear is you're about to become a millionaire you're about to mm. become in, in the nation Bro, nah, I, I vibes with that. And I, I do like the angle of, um, um, like, discern discernment when it comes to the church. So I had almost pitched the question from the perspective of, like, one-to-one um, words of prophecy, but you're very much, you've grounded it in, in, like, the local church that you attend, where it's very much like, yo, the body of believers that you've, you've put yourself amongst need to discern how it's how it's utilized and operated and just worked with there and celebrated if it is celebrated and also like learn from that and use that environment as almost a learning ground and a testing ground to be able to to discern wider um also so i i i, I do like that also i also wanted to throw in um first john tells us to test the spirit and mm. test the spirit of prophecy where it's just like, and you hinted at this way like don't just take everything that comes but, but examine the word explore the word and see if it lines up with God's character and God's nature um, some things will be like inconsequential where it's just like oh, God said you're going to get an Xbox tomorrow just like uh, um, that may be inconsequential that may have no consequences or may that have profound consequences where like you've been asking God for this specific thing and some random person just like, Oh God so you're gonna get this tomorrow which just speaks directly into a situation. Um but also I just wanted to say in terms for anyone listening, in terms of the gift of the spirits, like like words of prophecy is a gift of the Holy Spirit. And it like you can read our fingers in Galatians. Oh, is it Galatians or Corinthians or Ephesians? One of them. It's in the Bible. It's in the New Testament. Um, so, like, it's um, prophecy and word of knowledge is, is, is get our gifts of the Holy Spirit. And, yeah, just dig into it. In Corinthians, Paul actually encourages the Corinthians to desire to prophesy. So, uh, yeah, I don't believe that's something that has died. Um, 
but there is testing the spirit. There is a discernment that has to go along with it if you're receiving a prophecy or even giving a prophecy. Yeah. And also, just like just 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 to close, even just like bringing it down to basics, even if like even if you're not sure whether you can like trust someone who's prophesying over you, you yourself still has that relationship with God where you can discern for yourself what He's saying for you. So. Mm. Yeah, so like learn to hear what he is saying to you. Because yeah, because because, because because at the end of the day, your 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 Christian work is based on your personal relationship with God, and it shouldn't be based. It it, it can't solely be based on what other people are telling you. Like there has to be a level of um, revelation that you receive yourself as a result of you know your your like disciplines and your spending time in, in, in your meditations. Mm. Oh, yeah. Cool. All right, let's get into the topic for today. So with Peter Wade, um Moses and Moses and I haven't had our beholding beauty conversation. So mm-hmm. we're gonna do that today. And I wasn't expecting this, so I wasn't too prepared. But I've, I've I've been doing some thinking and I know how we are, so we can have some fun with this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> So in like the five or seven minutes, I was just like thinking about stuff. I think I think I think I was thinking about my childhood, right? Mm. Now, in in primary school, <laughs> I'm so stupid. Anyway, in primary school, I was primarily a breast man. <laughs> it was all about the bosoms. Man said in primary school, yeah, fam. The way I'll just be staring at my teachers, you know. <laughs> hey, do you know what? I can't even laugh to you, tough guy. I was, I was, I was on the same boat. <laughs> I was on the same boat. Do you know what? So I used to suck my thumb, and with me sucking my thumb, I used to. Um, so my my son Noah, he plays with like a blanket as he's sucking his thumb. Mm. I used to like grips up people as I was sucking sucking my thumb. <laughs> and for the most part, I would grip some up girls. And I don't know where I got it from, but like some girls I'll put my hand into like their armpit. And that's just wild because I'll be doing it to like grown women and stuff. And I'm just like, I don't know if you use deodorant or whatever. But yeah, for some other girls, my hands would linger, boy. Right, and right. these times I'm you don't know, and these times I'm young, so I don't even know what I'm doing. But I'm I'm sucking my thumb, and my hands just lingering. It's just that contact, that physical touch, which is one of my love languages. It's just like, mm. yeah, my hands just lingering. So I've, I've, I had, as a kid, I had a couple, couple notes from school to the parents that I was gripsing up, I was gripsing up girls in the class and that, <laughs> <laughs> in inappropriate places. So, yeah, breastman in primary school. And it wasn't until secondary school that I was into the I was into like back off thing. And I fully feel like I only got into bumps because everyone around me was into bumps. Mm. And I feel like that shaped my perception of what was desirable in a girl. Mm-hmm. And before that, didn't care about bum for anything. <laughs> These days, 
If they ain't something back there, I don't think they can be. I was being honest, bro. I got to be honest with the thing, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey bro, I hear you. I fully hear you on that. I can't lie. I fully hear you on that. I fully hear you on that. Yeah, it's a, it's a mazza. It's, it's a mad one. It's a mad one. But I hear you on that. And uh, yeah, so yeah, so I thought we could start with talking about like, like what shaped your, what you found desirable in a girl. Mm. So you know what? Yeah, when I was in Ghana. I'm, I'm I'm deep in it now. When I was in Ghana, um, again, like um, primary school age, <clears throat> but the back had men sprung. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie, the back had a brother sprung. Like um, in Ghana, there's this uh, the very last day of term. It's called our day, where we literally just. The day is ours. We just do whatever we want to do on the day. And normally there's like parties and stuff happening. I remember this one girl I, I told my missus about. It, I was just like, yo, like this one of my, like one, I think it was like one of the last hour days that I was, I was in, where I, I went to in Ghana. Like me and this girl were posted up on the wall, dancing the entire time. And it was just her back, bro. Her back was just a madness. And I think the first girl that I had in Ghana as well, again, she had a crazy back. And so it's just, it's deep in it now, it's just been the back. It's, it's for the most part, it's been the back. I didn't really care about the chest. Didn't really care too tough about the chest. But again, I think it's because most of the guys that I was around growing up were all just looking at girls' backs. Oh. So from young, I just saw guys looking at girls' backs. So it's just like, that's just where my attention went every time I see a girl. And so when I got to college, when I got to, when I came over here and I was in secondary school, that's when my name started to talk about lighties. The lighties? The lighties. <laughs> <laughs> Man, they start talking about lighties. So it's a lighty with a big back. Mm. Like that combination? That was that pity. A lighty with a big back. It's it's them ones where it's just like... You know what, what, yeah? I feel like with light-skinned girls, they could get away with not being as pretty. Yes. Because they were light-skinned. Yes. And that's the thing. I was just about to say, the face can be like a five can be like a five six but with the big back it's making up for lighty big back face five no you're still winning but if if the skin tone started to darken and this is where the colorism kind of comes into it if, if it was like my complexion even with a big back with a face with a, like with a five face was that oh i'm not really feeling it oh. um so yeah, it was a madness. But obviously, I just that's a disclaimer. That was then. This is now. Yeah. Same, it's a, the same. <laughs> I'm a different. I'm a mind man. Colorism, colorism is not the wave. Colorism is not the wave right now. Like dark skin, all the dark skin girls, like you're beautiful. Like all the dark skin grown like girls in our generation who went through this. Apologies for this toxic colorism and them things there. It's just them ones where it's just like the environment was just a madness. Like I went to an all boys school, and so it was just so it was just wild. 
It was wild. Like, yeah. So, yeah, Lighty, big back. Lighty is for the epitome, bro. Fam. And the thing is, they knew it. They knew it that every man was after them. That's why they ended up having no personality because, like, they know they didn't have to work on, on it None. to get the None. That's why there's like a very there's there's like a very strong correlation between ugly guys and like being funny. Because like you, know, you, have to, you, know, you have to you need to find some something to make you need to find the niche. Yeah, I feel like it went lighties, and then it went to the Caribbean girls. Mm. Mm. like back then, everyone wants to be Caribbean. Everyone wants everyone everyone to be fam. <laughs> Fam. Everyone was like, before Afrobeats was popping and that, no one wanted to be African, fam. No one wanted to admit. Everyone was trying to be like, oh, yeah, no, us might eat rice and peas at home and that. This time you're eating wachi. <laughs> <laughs> it's different, fam. It's a different thing. <laughs> There's a difference, you know. There's a big boy difference. Man, like, oh, it's rice and peas, man. Nah, nah, fam, is watch it. <laughs> Hey, fam, nah, this is jokes, but yeah, it's it's mad. But no, nah, the, the funniest thing though, yeah, is when I came here, my first official girl was white. Oh. So I jumped on the white teams. <laughs> <laughs> I jumped on the white girls. Let me let me rephrase this. Let me recognize that man are gonna be listening. I'm not I'm not trying to call girls things. I jumped on the nah, white. No, bro, they could be things. They could be things. I don't know why it goes. So yeah, and it was it was a mad thing. I found for the white girl that I jumped for, jumped jumped on another light skinned girl. Mm. It was madness. But yeah, and that was another thing. Girls doing what? girls. Aye. I feel like that was that became a thing because everyone else said that was a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was almost like this fetch, thinking like yo, like man can there's a potential for two girls. But yeah, it, it was it was wild. It's it interesting think it's it's interesting thinking about how um the environment shaped my perception of beauty and mm. the subsequently the girls that I went after. Do you feel like stuff like Rap videos and like hip hop videos in general had a had a part oh, to play. Most death, most death, fam, ludicrous. What's your fantasy? Um, all of them things there, even pee popping. Like, bro, watching them videos there, I was just like, yeah, I'm trying to recreate some of these videos. <laughs> I ain't gonna stun. I ain't gonna stun. I'm trying to recreate some of these videos. Um, so I remember even dating a girl who. Um, she was a dancer, and with her being a dancer, um, she must have taken me to her house, and like her, her family was there, like introduced me to the family and everything like that. Everything was everything was all cool, everything was all blessed. Um, and then her mum was like, I think even her mum or older sister was like, oh, like she's a dancer, you know, like hey, you should dance. And I'm like, yeah, 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 you should do something. She was like. Nah, she's she's not. <laughs> I was like, yeah, 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 she do something. And then she was like, no, nah, get off it, man. Like, I'm not here to dance for you, man. And I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, you should dance. And then she was like, oh, okay, what, what would you want me to do? And then, bro, like, 
live in 3D in the yard. I was like, oh, pee popping. And she looked at me like, what? <laughs> she looked at me like, what? I was like, yeah. She was like, no, nah, I ain't doing that. Like, nah, man. But yeah, I was just like, yo. It's wild. It's wild. Mm. I take me back, but yeah. Yeah, you know what you know what in for like the first it sounds weird but for like first for the first six, 16 years of my life for some reason i found it a lot easier to make up my mind if i thought that a white girl's pretty or not compared to a black girl mm. how so i mean I, 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 I like i could look at like 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 any white girl and in my head say okay she's pretty or uh, no she's not Mm. But like when it came to black girls, I I found it really like, really difficult to do that at first, mm. which is weird. That not um that that being said, there was one Jamaican in, in, my, in my primary school class. She was buff. Um. Shout to Lavinia. She might not. Man, man, she's mad. Man said the name. Said she's mad. I. Do you know what? It's it's so bad. But I think just with the just with the people around me and the content that I was exposed to. It got to a point where I didn't particularly see girls as girls. I just saw them as, are you beatable? Are you not? And then it was like that. It was like that. Just, all right, cool. Yeah, like, mash. Like, beat. And, yeah. And it's, like, looking back, it, it's, I'm just recognising just how much of a toll just, like, explicit content and the environment, like, took on me. Especially being in like an old boy school. I was saying this to Gems the other day, where I was like, I think I was in like year eight or year nine when the three network first came out. And they had like these hench brick phones, but 3G was popping. And they had like um, colored screens and stuff. And Mandem started recording like girls giving them head. These times it's like in year eight, yeah. And I think it was like year nine. And I'm bringing it into school and just showing it around. And it's just like, this. every man was just on that. And it's just like, rah. But obviously right now it's like, that's child porn, blah, blah, blah. and Which it is. But yeah, it's just like, that's, that's what, what shapes it. Is, is it child porn if, it, if it's another guy recording, another child recording it? Well, technically yeah, it is. It is. It is. But no... But, but then would that child go to prison for recording it? You, yeah, you, if if people, like, yeah, you can do. The short, short answer is yes, you can do. If you've, got, like, if if you've 14, got content, if you're 14 and you've got content of a lower 14-year-old in an appropriate way, you can go to prison for it. Swear. Yeah. Wow. It's mad. Um, so, yeah. Um, and the reason I know is that I was I was in a situation I was working in schools and something similar happened to a, a young boy that I was working with, and yeah, like he just went missing. Okay. Like he just went missing. Um, so yeah, I know that that's that's the thing. Um, but yeah, it's like that's that's the environment that I was in, and so it was just about what you could get, as opposed to a relationship, as opposed to something wholesome and healthy. It was just like, yo, what can man get out of this? Like you're here for my pleasure, which is hella unhealthy. Yeah. So, what what do you think? Where 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 do you think your journey of like unlearning that kind of stuff started? 
or like are there any like main points or things that happen that make you like rethink how you perceive women? So um do you know what? It was one of them ones where I didn't actually deep just how much it had affected me until I got married. Oh. Cause I just thought, oh cool, yeah, like it is what it is. It wasn't really an issue. Um like sex before marriage was an issue. But I mean, if you've had sex before marriage, it's gonna be an issue regardless. Because it's like you you know that sexual tension, you've you've been in that space where you've um released it, you've enjoyed it, blah, blah, blah. And so <clears throat> being in that space where now you're having to hold it down until you get married, it's just like raw. You're in you're in a relationship in which you're sexually attracted to your partner and you're like, yeah, like it's a lot. Um, but by grace, you were able to to comply with like sex, uh, no sex before marriage, um, which is definitely by God's grace. Um, but then starting to recognize just how much it had affected me and unlearning things, unlearning just habits and coping mechanisms and blah, blah, blah. It was, and even just the expectation and recognizing that. So I recognized, I think it was earlier on, um earlier on I recognized earlier on in my marriage or just before my marriage somewhere along those those lines but I recognized that like I could not look at a white girl in a non-sexual way and it's predominantly because most of the explicit content I had watched was to do with white girls. <laughs> like, th- that's it. But in terms of... <clears throat> why do you put the white girls to look at? Huh? Why, why, why put the ebony category? Do you know what, yeah? It's one of them ones where it's like, I've grown up, like, my whole family's black. I've got three sisters and I've grown up with black girls. And so it's not a case of, oh, they're too close at home, but it's like, I have lived with these people as human beings. And so I know them as human beings. But in terms of the white girls, it's, ah, it's almost like that, that exotic sort of mindset. Oh, yeah, this is different. Um, <laughs> you know, like that. So, yeah, it's like, and plus, it's them ones where it's just like, if you're to search up explicit content, for the most part, it's the white, it's the white ones that's going to come up first. Mm. You need to be putting in extra keywords to find the black ones. You know, like that. Like you need to put in ebony or whatever to find the actual. Man's <laughs> giving up. Man's giving up. Man, that's so funny. <laughs> hey, Peter might have a lot of editing to do on this one. You know? <laughs> so yeah, it's just like, for the most part, that was it, and it, it was just like, I just recognized just how much it had affected me. And how much I recognize that. Like, you watch for the storyline. I watch for the punchline. Vandor <laughs> <laughs> has to be great. If that's nah, like the golden nah, was good. Nah. And that, that was one thing that I rated about the black ones. Car, as soon as you press click, straight in. Like, no, <laughs> no warm up, nothing, just straight in. But the other ones now, man's it's like, I'm here to fix your pipes. For what? <laughs> what? Nah. Um, 
and I was for me, I was baffled. And so, yeah, there was that element of just like romance and just the realities of intimacy and stuff just wasn't there. So yeah, just like my and and plus the girls that I had been with all played into this, all played into this narrative. So I can literally just like meet them and just be like, oh yeah, like I'm on it. And then boom, straight in. And it's just like, raw. And then as soon as I'm done, I'm like, all right, cool. What are we doing not? Like, there's no chilling. There's no, it's just like, what are we doing not? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it was just like, they played into that. And so that was the mindset. But recognizing that, yo, like, this this isn't the way forward. This isn't the way. And so there's there's a lot of unlearning. Even now, just, just little bits and pieces here and just being intentional about stuff like romance and them things there. Um so yeah it's and and not even just that but like working to rediscover god's intention for sexual intimacy yeah it's something that i'm having to be intentional about um and not taking for granted just how deeply i have been affected by the past 30 odd years 20 no not 30 that's that's way too much about 20 years about 15, 15, 20 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, it is 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 weird recognizing just how much society has influenced my perception of beauty. I think it wasn't until I was in like I was out of uni where I was comfortable sharing a different perspective of beauty. Than what people were saying. So people would be like, oh yeah, no, it has to be like the bum or the breast. I'm just like, nah, bro, for me it's proportion. Like you can have the wickedest bum, but if the breast is if if you're looking oblong like that, for me it's unappealing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If like one part for me is, is unappealing. But if even if you've got like small on both sides, but the body looks proportional, I'm just like, yo, our vibes are that I like that. Um, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, there's a sense of proportionality that mm. I find appealing. Um, and so it isn't so much so big, small, it's just like your body's proportional. Um, and it may be the photographer of me, but it's just like, I like I like that symmetry. I like that whatever. Um, and even just going through that, I was just like, yo, like I feel comfortable sharing that. I feel comfortable saying that. As opposed to just pandering to society's conception of this is what beauty is. Yeah. For me, it's just, I just, I, 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 just, I want to enjoy looking at my partner. Hey, come on. Like, <laughs> come on. Imagine, imagine you have a partner walking in front of you naked and then you just turn around. <laughs> <laughs> or them ones where you just slip out, ew. <laughs> it just slips. <laughs> and that's, yeah. it's like, and this is the thing as well, some people are like, oh, they just need to be like um emotionally compatible blah i'm just like bro you're chatting rubbish oh, like you you want someone who you are sexually attracted to yeah you would like yo like and yes like, and like not only sexually attracted to someone that looks good in your eyes it doesn't it it, it doesn't even have to be in like a sexual way if that makes sense <sighs> it makes sense but i'll still say i'll that there will be a level of sexual attraction there um, oh, definitely, definitely, and, definitely, and, definitely. That's, and that's that's what I mean. It's like it's not just ah, uh, you do, but it's like 
oh, okay. There's there's this there's this delight in them, and yeah, d- definitely a visual delight where you like seeing them. Their their appearance, like yep. yeah. And like what I'm saying is that like that visual appeal doesn't necessarily have to be 100 percent a sexual appeal. Oh no, I don't think it's gonna be 100 percent sexual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, I think for me, like having having had girlfriends of like different like body shapes and sizes really made me think about do I really want what I say I want? Mm. And if so, um does my choice in girlfriend show that? Mm. And I was just like, and like I just got to a point where I was like, you know what, yeah. Um, the body's only going to keep you interested for maybe like 10, 50% of the time you're going to be with them. Mm. Like, even though the physicality isn't, it's important, but it's not the most important. 100. 100. Um, and yeah so yeah and then like thinking back like on like the sexual side there was stuff that i would do with my first girlfriend that i could never even think about like watching porn and stuff i was like nah bro Oh, I've never actually done that with a girl. I know people are like, oh, yeah, you, it gets you stimulated. And I'm like, I've never actually done that. Done what? Like, watch porn with, with a girl. Have I, done, I think I've done that once. Yeah. <laughs> Man's smiling. Man's I just remember, like, 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 what happened? <laughs> actually, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I swear Peter's just going to delete this episode <laughs> <laughs> okay so my like, a, a question for me for you as, as a married man um, um, how can I put this I don't want to get no one in trouble so sexual attraction is a thing right mm. um <laughs> Has that? No, 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 that's not a question. That's not that's the question. Um, what is your? Oh, how can I ask this? Because <laughs> it's a bad question. I'm trying to make it not sound bad. Um, <laughs> how has your? You say you say it however you want to say it. Bro. No, because it's wild. It's wild, and, <laughs> and, and, and I won't be able to get the answer that way because of how hard the question is. <laughs> so, um, so you're married. Oh. Got two kids by your wife. Mm-hmm. Um, how has the changes in your wife's body as a result of um, being pregnant and stuff? shaped your view of the woman of the female body of the female body in general yes um okay um so like first and foremost i love my wife's body like i genuinely love my wife's body 
Um, in the background. <laughs> she, 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 she's got headphones on. She really can't hear me. Um, like, I genuinely love my wife's body to the point of, like, her being irritated as to, like, me just walking past and I'll just grab her. And like, just, just stop. I'm trying to do something here. Just, just stop it. Um, <laughs> and recognising that like I'm, I'm one of them people that, as my wife gets pre- like when my wife's pregnant, I actually find them more attractive, um, which I'm really happy about. Um, Why are you begging, Keith? Hey, come on! <laughs> I find them more attractive as, as when she's pregnant, um, and but I think what it's taught me about the female body is that it's ever changing, even even taking into consideration their monthly cycles. <clears throat> so, in as much as like like they may not like gain heavy weight or whatever during their monthly cycles but they start to feel bloated and like their body responds slightly differently for some some of them anyways and for me there's this recognition of continually discovering more about my wife's body Mm. um just just discovering that at different times of the month and cycle, blah, 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 like different areas of her body are more sensitive and stuff like that. And just learning that, just learning her and learning her body and that keeping me occupied. Um, so even if it's not like a sexual thing, just, just learning her body um, has made me recognise that there's a lot of nuance to the female body. There's a lot of things to kind of take into consideration. There's a lot of um, areas of sensation and just like... And neutral zones and blah 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 and this and that and and so yeah for me it's being married and having been married for seven years this year actually seven years in a couple of weeks back 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 things um has made me realize that there's still a lot more for me to discover about her body specifically and i would relate that to the female body so you, you never really get to a point of having discovered everything about the about the female body or the male body to, to be to be fair um and so in me learning my wife until death do us part, I'm also learning her body, um, recognising that as time goes on, the body will change, like sensations and interactions and stuff will change and differ. And so, yeah, there's for me, there's always a learning curve. And I think that's what well, that's one thing that I've taken away. But one thing that I'm still kind of wrestling with now is just, not relying on this works yesterday it's going to work today but treating every every interaction is like a learning curve um building on what i already know and seeing if something yeah and it, it sometimes it gets tedious thinking about it as every single interaction is a learning curve but it's like yo like i'm still discovering i'm still finding new stuff out <clears throat> yeah i've got a question for you though so what in this season of your life, um, what do you find yourself having to unlearn from previous sexual encounters? Now, that may be with a human or that may be with content. Mm. Um, what am I having to unlearn? Hmm. I'm here pausing, but there's actually been stuff. <laughs> okay, I think 
probably the the first thing is that um nobody has the perfect body mm. and that is okay <laughs> and um your love for a person shouldn't be based on how they look to a certain extent because if mm-hmm. some if, if they start to let themselves go be you say hey she an apple. <laughs> um, You're fasting. Yeah, yeah. For the most part, you shouldn't try and conform your partner to your ideal of what a body should look like, mm. because that is very much based in fantasy and based in um. Yeah, fantasy and yeah, fantasy and desiring something because of watching porn and what's shown on TV and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so just making sure that um, you're loving your partner for who they are and not who you think that you can make them become. Mm. Um. Also, just learning that my future wife was not going to be my personal porn star and will not want to have sex all the time or do all the crazy stuff that I may have seen. I thought, well, that'd be fun. <laughs> hey, but there's a, there's there's a stream of thought that is like, yo, your your wife should be your personal porn star. Like, no, your no, your partner should be your personal lover. Mm. Because coming out, yeah. No, because like, in no walk of life is being a porn star a respectable thing to be. Okay. Yeah. Like in no world, if your daughter came to you and said, "But Dad, I'm going to become a porn star," would you ever say, "Go live your dreams, girl"? <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, I think. It goes back to what you said about learning your partner, learning what they enjoy, learning how to pleasure them. And if you're in a good relationship, they will do the same for you. Um, and I think that comes from loving the person, not um, them being your personal porn star or you, or you being theirs. Mm. Because porn star portrays sex in a way that is not realistic at all. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Uh, 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 like for the longest time, like, if a baby wasn't making noise, like they made noise in the porn scene, I was thinking like I wasn't doing something right. <laughs> Sound like a mess of a mother's ego, you know? <laughs> like, but baby, I gotta hit it harder. I'm laughing hard because fam, I vibes with that. I definitely vibes with that. <laughs> you said the back of your mind is just like, wait, what's going on? Yeah, fam. She's looking at her like, fam, we did. Yeah, yeah. And I've heard horror stories as well. So yeah, it's a bit of a mad one. Yeah. And yeah, and just making sure you're not comparing your partner to any partners you may have had in the past. Hey, come on. Because that can cause problems. And vice versa. 
where she ain't comparing you to oh Johnny did this. Well, swear down. Truth. So that's fighting talk. But you know what? I feel like for me, I would that would just give me drive to try and be better than him. And that's that's ego, that's pride, that's all of that. And when afterwards, ah, oh, was that as good as Johnny? Nah. Okay, let's go again. What? Nah. Yeah, see, 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 see that, that, that's the problem. You don't ask. If you've done the thing right, you'd be like, oh, man, that's the best I ever had. And be like, yes. That means I'll bet on Johnny too. You done it, done it. When you do the job good, you won't even have to ask. You'll be singing the praises. She'll be coming. She'll be, she'll, 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 she'll be bringing you breakfast in bed. Hey, like that, yeah. Yeah, bro. Here you go, honey. That's if she can walk out of bed. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> Amen, brother. Amen. <laughs> hey, this episode is reckless. You know what? I was going to tell some stories about that. <laughs> but I had, a, I had a story in my head like two minutes ago. I was just like, yeah, no, I'm not going to happen. <sighs> This, this episode oh. is reckless. Yeah. Oh. But, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's round off nicely. Um, beauty is in the in, oh. in, in the in the eye of the beholder. Um, if you're married, if you're with a, a partner, and be faithful to them. Mm. Find find what find what is beautiful about them. Especially if you're planning to be with them forever. Facts. Which it should be. Yeah. And make your partner feel beautiful. It's not just about hey, them. That's a key right there, boy. Yeah. It's not just about you them them trying to become what you want. Let them know that you think they're beautiful. Give them the two two compliments. It's them ones where it's like obviously everyone knows that there's gonna be someone prettier than them out in the world and them things there, but letting your partner know that yo, like to me, like it's you and it. Like you're like it's you. Yeah. That 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 is the way forward. Yeah. And not doing it because you think it will score you brownie points or anything, but doing it because you generally feel that way and you want to express it to them. Come on. But yeah, I think that's a nice, a nice place to round up. Yes, sir. Yeah. So hookups. Um. So my hookup is an app, Crunchyroll. Shout out to the enemies. Come on. Hey, lockdown two and that. My lockdown, this lockdown is sponsored by anime and lo-fi music. Let's do it. Um, so, so for, for, for those that don't, that don't know, Crunchyroll is an anime streaming, streaming service. Yeah, it's, it's a bit like Netflix. So they've got a subscription um, service, which I think it's about like £5 or £7 a month. I'm currently on the free version where there's like the quality is only up to 720p and there's ads in between each episode um but when you pay for the subscription you get full hd and there's no ads throughout the entire thing so you can just indulge but yeah i'm trying to save money in these streets i'm watching um attack on titans Okay. 
Um, my hookup is a game. Is it a board? I guess I guess it's a board game. Yeah, it's got a board, so it makes it a board game. It's called Five Second Rule. Mm. And basically, basically, it's a game where you have five seconds to name three things that are on like these like little cards. Um, it can be anything from name three things that are green to I think there was like three and uh, name three famous Williams. That's like, it's like so random. <laughs> I was saying the other day, and, and like one of the questions was name three things you can do in the dark. <laughs> people, try people try to be holy. <laughs> Pray. Um. I knew where my mind was going. I was happy it wasn't my question. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey. um, Ooh, right. you got right. Hunter X Hunter. Hey, come on. <laughs> right, let's round up. Um, shout out to Ruth for the intro outro music. Yes, sir. Avid Turner for the Audrey Me Amazing logo. You can find us at Twitter. Um, TBS for no, at the Furnace UK. Instagram, TBS Furnace. You can email us at tbsfurnace.com. You can find us at soundcloud.com forward slash the Blacks as Furnace No Apostrophe on all good podcast websites and apps, including Spotify, iTunes, them things there. The Blacks Furnace with an apostrophe. I think that's it. Yes, yeah, sir. Coach Peter will be back next week if, he's, if his wife lets him. Hey. But yeah, this is the Blacksmith Furnace signing out. Blah. Good again.